Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Wiseman say preview show. We're back after the international break um, to preview Sunderland's long, long and arduous journey to Plymouth on Saturday afternoon. And I'm joined by two of my friends, Richard and Melissa. Hello. How are Hiya. you? Howdy. You all right? Yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm great. Yeah. Day off for me. Brilliant. No, work for me. Cold, isn't it? Cold today. Windy. Nah, haven't left the house. Yeah. Only left the bins out. Yeah, bin day. It's a windy one for a bin day. Yeah, I, I was I was quite concerned, and I think my partner's pulled his back trying to like sort our back door. But apart from that, but, um, there's only there's only blue bin to this. Doesn't matter really. It's not real bin day. It's like pseudo bin day. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> we we did bin day chat last time, so we, we yeah. before we started recording, we were talking about Christmas markets. Um, and they're all largely terrible, I think. Um, but you've just been to the Manchester ones, Melissa. Um, I have. Can you give your review of them. Well, I used to be absolutely catnip for them. I wouldn't care what it cost, nor nothing. And I went by myself on um, on Tuesday night. Um, went for a little stroll and a little roam. And the magic, I think, is truly gone. Um, when you're having to pay £3.50 to get a... Oh, I've got an email. Um, when you're paying £3.50 for a mug as a deposit. What? Um, wow. Um, £3.50 for a deposit mug, getting a mulled wine with a bit of whiskey in it, and it's like 11 50 and you're like... Mm. Really, really, ad- like, barely adequate sausage. Um <laughs> That's about it. We used to go to the Birmingham one like quite a lot, and it was all right, right? It was it was always really busy. It was all right. It was all right for like a hundred yards, and it's like just the same thing. Repeat. It's like that Peter Kay Volavon's chicken. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The same thing for like a mile. I went to the Manchester one, and it was like I had a um, Yorkshire pudding wrap because I'd seen a video of it on like Lad Bible or something. It was terrible. I saw them getting it out, like getting the Yorkshire pudding out of like. The supermarket rapper. Mm. I thought, your heart's not in this, is it? Like oh, you're, you're going, you're going for pure profit. This is twelve pounds, and I'm having, <laughs> and it, it just all falls that. out the bottom because it's, it's just badly designed. It's not designed for mm-hmm. containing. It's not used for a vessel for vessel of gravy on the move. Like it was the worst thing. I was covered in gravy, and I had to go to a meeting afterwards. I'm like, everything's not a good look. Messy. Every kind of. Item. I went past the Yorkshire pudding place, and the people behind the like making them, the queue was ridiculous, and they just looked like the saddest, loneliest people, just wishing that Christmas would be over because everyone just looked so run off the feet. And they've got this kind of thing where every year 
something comes out of the blue and it's really popular. So it was the Yorkshire pudding wrap. Last year it was the Korean corn dog. This year, the, this year it's the waffle chicken sandwich slash um, that make your own crumble kind of trend, like an apple I crumble. S- I saw cheese. the make your own crumble. I looked, that looked pretty good. Then again, good. have to wait for about half a day just to even get a sniff of it. So, nah, not mm. for me, Clive. Not anymore. No, they are quite just generally a rip off, really. Um, I spent a fortune. I barely oh, yeah, it. thousands. Mm-hmm. I had a better time in the really, really strange weather spoons getting changed after a conference I went to um, this time yesterday, just watching people fight each other. Um, oh, oh, I loved it. It's the one right on Piccadilly Gardens. This woman oh. was dressed like a big oh, is, that the moon under, is that the moon under the water, is that? Yeah. Is oh, yeah. I went to the toilets to get changed into comfy stuff to get back on the train. And some woman had threw a pint glass at someone's head. There was no seats left. So I was standing at the bar. A bloke stood next to us and necked a glass of wine in one go and left. Um, she was wearing like a red Maybe. leather Baker Boy hat and like a big bird, bright yellow fur coat. And they were like, time's time, Sheila. I was like, oh, God, Sheila, Sheila's known. But yeah, I think Maybe. I enjoyed that more just for the pure entertainment. Well, if Sheila's, I wonder if Sheila's listening. Um, I wonder if Sheila's going to Plymouth on Saturday. Do you think Sheila might be going to Plymouth? Richard, you're going to Plymouth on Saturday. Going to Plymouth, yeah, it's exciting. Can't wait. Set off tomorrow. Hey, no, I'm not going by boat. I wish I was, but uh, actually, there will be a portion of the journey will take place upon the waters um, because we're going down. We're going down via Cornwall. which may sound a bit outlandish, but Cornwall's only the other side of the river. So, yeah, um, but it is further. You're actually going, yeah, in Plymouth. I'm kind of doing like a like a well, the thing when you when you come back on yourself and doing that. Um, so I'm dropping off Mrs. Easterbrook at her grands, and then uh, getting the ferry back over to Home Park to go and watch the lads. Yeah, so very, I've, been, I've done it once. I said I'd do it once, and not not again. Um, it started bouncing on the ferry. <laughs> probably probably sink it no yeah. way it's been going for me at the moment <laughs> well uh, it's a good trip actually like it's it's very long i did it on a train and stayed in london and it's it's very far and the surprising thing is how just how far it is from london actually you think oh well because you're in london and you sort of think well anywhere in the south must be sort of within an hour yeah, we're going to Bristol tomorrow, staying over in Bristol, then doing the rest of the journey. And even then, Bristol. But so even then, it's still about three hours to go from from Bristol to yeah to where we're going. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Though. It was good fun. That'd be good. That'd be good. Lots of service station banter. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, well, you'll have to review Sorry. the, the yeah. service yeah. You're gonna ruin it and stop at Weatherby for an hour. No, no. If if we're stopping anywhere early on, it's gonna be Skelton Lake. Um right. which Good. is my number one services beats spots off every services, including uh middle class um heartthrob T Bay. Um, yeah. not, not a T yeah. not a T Bay fan at all. If you want if, right. if you want to pay if you want to pay a five for a scotch egg. Be my guest, but if you want, you do to have to honest, do that in more services, though, Richard. To be fair, actually, it might be more than a fiver. Probably like eight quid for a Scotch egg now. Well, 
There was, a great, there was a great one um, just before. It's like sort of like Watford Gap sort of way. And it had a Pizza Express stand in front of it. And I thought, well, we, where is it? You don't even have a Pizza Express. So what <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this like little building in the car park's got like more kind of chain restaurant variety than our entire city combined. So I There is one with that. the Weatherspoons on it, which I feel is Yeah, weird. there is. A, a, it's field, I think it is. I can't remember which one it is, but... Um... Well, you could maybe find it, I guess. Um, in terms of the actual match before people say we've been talking for 12 minutes about service stations. Yeah. Um, what shits? I've, I know, well, yeah. I like, I've, I've kind of... The, the last game was Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It just seems like forever ago. Like I've not really watched any of the football. Especially with it being an early kickoff as well, it just it, it feels like it's just faded into the back of my head. Um, it was good. Game. I enjoyed it. It was it was good that game. We played really well. I thought against Birmingham, and it's yeah. uh, it was them actually. It was a shame where that we didn't have a game last weekend. I think cause, exactly. Like we just kind of got into a bit of a rhythm and. To mm. overcome that little sort of sticky spot we had, and uh, it's frustrating because it feels like it's like so a, England can play Malta, and it's like yeah, it feels like it's like an international break too far. Like the amount of international breaks where they have one game that means something, then they'll yeah. go and play a friendly. Why can't they just work it out that they'll, you know, squeeze those, maybe play three games in an, in an international break spread across the ten days instead of playing two four days apart. Just just squeeze them a bit and make it one less, and that that might free up a little bit of time to have a Christmas break, perhaps. Instead, of, you know, it's it just frustrating. I wouldn't even, you know, it's the fact that they're so heavily compacted the international breaks. It's like I'd almost rather miss two weeks at the beginning of this, like once, than miss like like you know what I mean. If they said, look, we're gonna, if they can't fit them all in. Or the, the need to play like four games, just play them, and then come back for like a midweek. Miss, miss like two weekends and come back for I don't know, because you're getting back into the rhythm. Then and say, like, oh, we've played three games and now we have to stop again. Yeah. But at the same time as well, I, I'm not. I don't like them at all. Really, I understand why we have them, but I guess in a selfish way, you kind of look at kind of, well, like sometimes it does us a favor and gives people that little bit more time who don't play at nationals to to buy yeah. up sometime if they're injured. But then you've got Ballard. I know that obviously he seems like it's not as bad as what we ultimately assume because as a Southern yeah. fan, you hear an injury and you go, oh, there's someone out for a year. Um, but then on the flip side again, I was so happy to hear that Bellingham wasn't going out with, with England because that's been an absolute blessing in disguise as soon as I saw it. And it seems like Mowbray's thought and said the same similar today that it's given him that bit of a break and opportunity to get really really sharp and he's not the only one so entertainment wise I just don't see the point and but at the same time on the it does sometimes do us a bit of a favor but it's kind of a bit of, bit of a favor yeah it is I think the the Bellingham point's a good one I think hit for him having to go away and then play like I don't know if there was supposed to be qualifiers or if it was a tournament or whatever um but for him to have to go away and play like two international games on you know on the back of playing every game for us this season Richard I think like 
that could have been it might have been one where he come back and probably wasn't going to play on Saturday because mm. the amount yeah. of, he was great against Birmingham and I, I wonder how much of that was due to it being Birmingham and like you know what I mean the last game before yeah, he, yeah. he was suffering from burnout a little bit definitely before that yeah um, and it's it's not as if <laughs> it's not as if he's in a position that you know that requires him to play every game it's not like yeah. someone like Dan Neal who um was a little bit older than him and um but he pretty much has to play every game until until Corey Evans is 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 fit really um and probably beyond uh, with with Bellingham you, you, I feel like Tony Mowbray is really good at managing young players and taking them out of the the firing line when they need to be but with 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 Job it's like he plays every game um he doesn't play the full 90 but he he plays every game he started I think he started every game except for the. No, he pretty much has, hasn't he? I think he has, yeah. 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 It's it's like it seems to be a problem of our own making, but yeah, as 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 Melissa says, it's a it was a blessing in disguise that he that he didn't have to go away on uh, on his on his international travels and he'll, yeah. he'll come back full fitness. Yeah, there's, um, yeah. There's proper full fitness as well, and you know for a fact that he probably would have had to miss Saturday had he had that sort of um, schedule. But on a less heartbreaking way, but in more of an irritant way, we've still got players that are going out, like Bennett, who will then come back and automatically say, well, he can't play because he's been out with... Apparently um, has a virus. So. Oh, what? That sounds like a virus. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't but... say... Just, I didn't, Ned sent me a screenshot saying he's returned with a virus. So, but like... Like malware or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, he must have had his uh, McAfee. <laughs> He's gone outside the firewall area. <laughs> but that seems to be you a have to play the game of the VPN. Right, come on, sorry. <laughs> oh, but it, like, it's even in normal circumstances, I know he isn't particularly involved or expected to start, but it seems to be a consistent thing, especially with him, with the length of travel he tends to do. And sometimes it's just it's kind of just frustrating, even though it doesn't really impact us. It's just the idea of it just irritates us sometimes. He is an option as well, isn't he? Like he did kind of did well against Southampton when he when he came. I know he's still very raw and he doesn't, you know, he's he's not someone who I kind of even remember half the time, to be honest. But I think he's he does seem to always seem to either be travelling somewhere or Injured mm-hmm. because he's been away somewhere or or whatnot. So no, that's a good point. I think in terms of like the Saturday, obviously the, the suspensions are over. You mentioned Ballard. Had, I think he'd got a hamstring knock. Like, can you get a knock on your hamstring? <laughs> hamstring strain. Weak. He didn't play. Anyway. He didn't play against Denmark. I think it was mm-hmm. um, the other day. So hopefully he's fit. For Saturday, in yeah, he trained today at least. Oh, did he? Oh, well, they were going probably be all right then. Yeah, he trained today. They said they're not one hundred percent certain, but we'll see. It seems like on impresses when Tony Mowbray says we'll see, it means they are going to play. Yeah, because um, I genuinely used to get surprised when the team came out, and I was like, I'm sure you said that they weren't one hundred percent okay. And then yeah. the comments yeah. time. So unless you 100% ruled out like circuit is, 
you could expect anyone to walk into that pitch no matter what <laughs> what the circumstance of injury. He's, he's very guarded, isn't he? In his, in his press press conferences, he'll always he'll always be very coy with the media. Talk to like them for an hour, people. but give them nothing regarding like the fitness of players. <laughs> Just talk. Yeah, here's a bag of revels, like distraction, like dead cat. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. But, um, in who do you think? So obviously, if Ballard and Ballard's fit, who who plays centre half? Like, obviously, we had the two new lads in against Birmingham. I so, think. Um, yeah, didn't go horribly. Well, who, no, would you, I, who would I we all pick? I'd put I'd put Luke nine back in. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know, I know. But I think last week or the weekend before was a bit of a bit of a proof of of the reason why 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 Tony Mowbray is is, is stuck with those two as a pairing. Um, they work together well. Um, you know, it was a little bit chaotic at times that, and, and Triantis and Seals did grow it <laughs> did grow into the game and. There was obviously, it was, you know, Triantis put him in, a, put himself in a position to to get on the end of that that ball, and obviously it was a big deflection. So, you know, that that kind of put the gloss a bit on a on a performance that didn't really set the world alight. Uh, I know these players need games, but when you're going away from home, you want to kind of stick with your your A game. And I think I think oh nine on that on those for those reasons comes back in for me. I think like with them two, it wasn't exactly Roberge and DK playing at Everton. No, 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 no. They were all right, really. Sorry, Melissa. Oh, not so right. So I think that the only, I'd probably say the same, but I think the only argument you could possibly say for giving Bash a little bit more is that I wouldn't, Plymouth aren't an easy team to go and beat. But say, for example, it's when we're going to play Leeds. I think that you need that sort of stability back. Plymouth were probably going to win, but there's still no easy pushover. So I don't know whether it would be 100% a dead cert if we were playing the likes of Leeds. But if it's someone like Plymouth, which I was not having a go, it's just that's where they are on the table. And they're not, they're not beating teams, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that we're just going to walk all over them, just as a as a thought. So, but I'd probably still say put on iron back in because you know what he's like. He's like a energizer bunny. While he was suspended, he won't have just been like sitting about just giving encouragement. He'll. It's not like he's missed. He's missed game time, but he won't have missed the usual and the regular. It's not like he's been out with injury or something like that. It's only been one game. But yeah, it's felt, it's game. felt like longer because of so the last three weeks, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it will make that much of a difference. I'd, um, I wouldn't do it. I'd like to see uh, Ballard alongside Sealt. Um, be interested to see what, what them two are like. So I would do that. He won't do that, though. Oh, nine will play. Um, and midfield, uh, there's probably not going to be that much to change up, really. Um, I thought Rusin. Is that how you say his name? Rusin. I think I would say Rusin. Oh, I'm not sure how, how Sunderland's matching. I thought answer. he did well. I, th- I think he's doing well up front. I think he's like yeah. he he he's taking up good spaces and he's he's. I know he, he was really lucky against Birmingham at the post, didn't he? But he's not yeah. massively involved. But he's just like intelligent. He's just a football. Like he's 
he's a fairly experienced footballer who's who's just doing a good job and for me he well, he plays you know in terms of like contributions and 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 kind of touches in the box and passes and shots it doesn't you know those stats don't really pick out how many defenders he's pulled out of position no. by by making you know runs occupying the defenders which which we haven't really seen since since like the likes of Ross Stewart playing up front you know Ross Stewart would work those work the entire back four, not just the two centre halves. He would work them all running across the line. And I think Rusin's probably the closest we've got to that in terms of mobility. Um I like the look of Mayenda when he came on. Yeah. Um, I was about to say like he's properly got as excited. Like that was the first name I kept kept thinking about when I was thinking about going back into the um into the football for proper and speaking, I thought was really, really interesting what you said, Matty, as well, was about people who've got football and brains and have got a level head. I thought Dan Neal stepping into that role was, I wasn't exactly expecting him to be shit at it, but he was an absolute joy to watch on that pitch, like leading from yeah, the front. Good. And he just, he just, it was almost like it just clicked. He just got it. No, I, really, I really like Neil. It was a nice moment for him, actually. I was seeing him. Captain, um, which I would leave him as, but mm, yeah, me too. He's <laughs> uh, so good to watch. It's just like he's so comfortable, you know, yeah. in and out of position, possession. Never looks flustered. He, he always picks the right pass. Um, you know, if we had we saw last season when he'd be caught out of possession, uh, caught in possession a couple of times. He's 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 deleted that from his game. He's eradicated it. Uh, it it's like he was saying a complete midfielder. And the the idea that he could grow with us is is really exciting. Um, and hope hopefully he can do that. No, I really like him. I think I think he's an excellent footballer. Um, he's a pleasure to watch. Actually, he's he's yeah. It's, it's really good to watch. Him yeah, it's not a hobby. Just has a smile and ear to ear every time we walk into the stadium light. It's like it, I kind of wipe the smile off my face just watching how he moves and how he well, thinks. Jared uh, Gillett managed to do that against. Uh... <laughs> well, a lot of people like. There's lots of things people say about Onion where we were talking about when he gave away a penalty not long back, and it's like certain things bubble under where you think he's going to do something daft. And I don't think you could have said that about Dan Neil when he got no. off. It was just a complete stupid anomaly that you see years later where you go, "How did that happen?" Um, it's not kind of a reflection on him or his character. Or what he's potentially prone to do. That was just a, a daft moment, but not from him. You've seen his uh, stink in the Premier League out still, and uh, referee. And yep. Stupid voice all over the VAR recordings. Uh, I, I, I put myself I on the self ban. Really hate him. I have a real problem with not because of that decision. He just like comes across as like an abs- like a proper arrogant wanker. Like I really don't like him. Um. Well, that's another but I'm not spending another 20 minutes. I'm on a, I'm on a ban. I've put myself on a ban from talking about referees. I've talked from... about that loser. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We, we did get some, Richard, we got some questions, but we'll do some predictions first um, before that. All right. Uh, well, Melissa, did you say Serkin's definitely out? Mm-hmm. Oh, right, okay. right. Well, that I'm probably sorry. picks the fullbacks would be human. Huggins, who's been brilliant, Huggins. I lo- I really like him as well. Um, yeah. Lots of praise from me here. Mm. Oh, who are you? No, we'll see how long this lasts. Um, yeah, well, do, do you think we'll win? You, you think we'll win, Melissa, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, think, I, think, I think we will win. I think we'll win 3-1. We'll just do, <clears throat> do the same again. We'll just, just keep repeating it. We do see that a lot. Yeah, cheesecake. Win 3-1. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with 3-1 again because I got it right last time. Oh, I can't um, make it. I'm not going to make it a full house. I think, you can do if you I want. Think we'll win. I think we'll win 2-0. Um, the only team they've beaten... Richard will get a goal. I think he'll get his, I think he, I think he'll get his goal. The only teams they've beaten in the last six or seven have been Chef Wed, who everyone has beaten. Well, they're really good, to be fair. So. Yeah. They're the team to watch this season yeah. for me. <laughs> and Norwich, which the, the beat Norwich. Norwich arguably were. They were terrible, Norwich. The beat Norwich 6 2, which I thought Jesus. was an, an interesting one. But yeah, apart from that, the the usual kind of characters have, have all beaten them. So I know we talked about momentum and stuff like that. But, and like I said, you can't just discourage a team straight off the bat. But I said the last time I was on the pod, we've got a real, not necessarily an opportunity, but it's more like we have to win. I said the next three games before we're going to play in the likes of Leeds and stuff leading into Christmas because it was yeah, three. All over Christmas as well isn't going to be easy. You know, Coventry yeah. will have had a rubbish season. It's still them against, you know, it's always a weird game. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think we'll win 2 now. Um Richard? Any questions? Yes, we've had a few. Um, we've had had a few questions across both X and uh, Threads, which we are on Threads. Threads, man. People, no, no one replied on Threads, but <laughs> I may try to make it sound like between X and Threads, right. lots right. of people have, have have asked questions. Um, you can follow us on Threads. It's at Wisecast. No, no one's gonna. I'm, I'm no. keeping the Threads flag flying high. It's, it's you know, there's gonna be. You're not gonna make it a thing. I'm just an, I'm an early adopter. It's good fun. We're just doing we're doing memes and um and post a gif for the year that you were born. That kind of stuff. It's really wholesome. You know, everyone's cool. having a great time. So um, on X, uh, the bin fire. We've had a, um, a yeah, question from this is this oh, is from Adam Thika from the other week that we didn't we didn't get to. Oh uh, um, yes, he did. He did. Yeah, I was gonna. This this is this is replacing my question of the week actually because we can leave this open. For people to X in as well. Okay. And people for people to, to thread thread us as well. 
Yeah, I'm sure they'll do that, mate. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the question is, uh, your Sunderland five-side team, um, not necessarily the worst, it's a forgot about Sunderland five-side team, so not the worst players, just players that we forgot that we had. Um, example he's given is Mika, uh, Mangan, Arna Riera, Andy Cole, Patrick and Boma. Uh, Robbie Elliott would probably be in there. I think. Just uh, yeah. Dean, on the theme of Plymouth, someone who was currently at Plymouth that I completely forgot about is Brendan Galloway. God. Yeah. yeah. And I almost went, I'm sure I know that name. <laughs> then it clicked, which is pretty, pretty shabby. God, does he play? God, he was ghastly, him. He was yeah. awful. He was sold as like this. Long like, list as well at the time. Really? It was just dreadful. Yeah, it was really. Oh, it's quite a good question. That it's one. It's one. It's one. I want to. You're going to have to think about because if they spring to mind, then it's like oh, you didn't forget. I've about got it. one that I was thinking of actually yesterday, coming back from Manchester. I have a yearly thing. I go to this one conference sometimes every year, and I always watch the um, ninety-eight, ninety-nine season end of season champions from start to finish on the train. I don't know why. I just started doing it and it's just something I have to do. Um, And Carson Fredcard, I was, and he was so excited. He's like, I spoke with Thomas Sorensen and I'm so excited to start. He's like quite a lot of money for him. Can he get the money? That's what I would like. 1.8 million, wasn't it? I knew it was definitely over a mil. (laughs) I was like, Peter Reid's like, Shaking his hand, showing around the stadium, I just was like, "This is so strange." Ricky Sprasher was there as well, and he had really, really, really black hair, like proper <laughs> spray man. I just clocked him in the corner of my eye. I was like, "Is that Ricky Sprasher?" Yeah, he, he didn't even look like the same person. I think mine would be uh, in goal, probably Darren Ward. Yeah, he he was not not a bad player at all. He got you know he was in the promotion, went inside. Um, under Keane in 2007 and played 33 games. Then then we then we bought Darren Ward, but he came, not Darren Ward, but uh, Craig Gordon. But he came, he did come in in the Premier League for a few games. I remember that. Yeah, he did. He, um, I, I always forget we had, we had, again, not a, like, not a bad keeper at all. Uh, Thomas Myra, I always forget about around yeah. that sort of mm-hmm. a few years prior to Ward. Um, he always, I just forget about him, but he was all right. He was good. Like, I remember being really excited by Michael Reddy. Yes. And he was like a huge, like, he's, oh, if we lose him, it's going to be like, we've lost such a young talent. We did indeed lose him to Grimsby Town. And <laughs> then he went and played in Faroe Islands for a while. So there you go. So he scored against Middlesbrough. I remember on a night, was it a night match, was it? It was a Saturday night, I think. Like a Saturday, I remember watching it at the stadium. Right, had a bean back, and he uh, and he put the penalty in because Kevin Phillips missed one of his penalties, which he used to do quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And Reddy put it in. Uh, yeah, but no, it's a good question. I was tweet us in your forgotten five aside teams. Um, I'm gonna. I'll probably tweet mine later. Oh, I'll put it on Threads for Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do that. Yeah, it's you'll you'll get a thousand replies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Any more? Yeah, I've got a, got a few. We've um, got one from uh, at Young Lampton. You've drawn Chris Rigg in the Secret Santa. He's below the legal age for drink, so chocolate liqueurs out of the question, which is a very good point because you can get you can technically get drunk on chocolate liqueurs. Yeah, um, if you, you'd be sick so first you, from the chocolate, though, surely. 
Yes, but yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, what are you getting, Chris Rigg? Not chocolate liqueurs. I don't know, like Playmobil or something, or like Lego. <laughs> no, I was thinking something down the same line. Also, I remember winning like champagne truffles, and like when I was in the brownies, and <laughs> my dad took them off us. I was like, I don't, oh, "It's chocolate!" And I got them took off us. Um, you pour I'm- pouring the champagne out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy him in the same vein. I buy him a stretch Armstrong because I don't think he was old enough to have been around when they were there to kind of really inhale that kind of really cheap, horrible synthetic, like stretchy plastic. No, well, he's what sixteen? Is he sixteen? He's no, but so I don't make, make him anymore. He's like, sixteen, you know, so getting him a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> When I was younger, there was like my first ever crush in school. I'm talking when I was like four or five year old. And the he, the guy was, he had a stretch Armstrong. He really liked Mission Impossible. Real high fly. Like, and he liked Jamiroquai. So I thought those three things were the coolest things going. Yeah, um, classy guy. Cla- really classy. How am I not with this person? Would he dance like him as well? <laughs> Oh dear, he had, a, he had a lot of giant hats, but yeah, I just remember right. thinking, you know what, Stretch Armstrong's cool, really cool. I was just thinking, Chris Riggs, 16, that means come down with me, have been offering the same prize money for longer than Chris Riggs has been on this earth. Hmm. Come down with me was established in 2005. I've seen someone's asked a question based on the back of this. I was yeah, they have, which, which which is a good good segue into the next question, which is uh, you can only have no, I'll, I'll ask to come down with me a question. Um, who would be the best cook and the worst host if the club went on come down with me? The best. And what do you think the winner would spend their £1,000 on? Yeah. Well, I think, like, I don't I mean, Best, I think Corey Evans, you'd want to go to his. I think he'd be good. Like, I just think it would be like sound going around his for tea. Just yeah. Tea, like something decent, it'd be a laugh. You know, now daft. Any like dickheads that turned up as well, it'd be like, nah, lads, sorry. Um, you're not coming in. I just have a feeling that Trey Hume would just be terrible. Just or like it's the disaster. Awful. Like can't like work anything, doesn't understand like trying to cook stuff and it's just going wrong. And just quite angry about it as well. I imagine he'd be sort of furious. And I imagine that, I don't know, say Corey Evans won. I don't know, would he spend his thousands? I think he'd probably donate it to charity, really, because he's a nice, a nice oh, guy. He's one of life's good guys, isn't he? Yeah. I'd, I'm a, I think somewhere in my veins, I'm a proper charver at heart. <laughs> and I think you'd have a crack of night round Pat Oz. I think that oh, God, he, would, I do he wouldn't do anything. He'd order in but you wouldn't care because you're just like oh and you're adorable and then you just get like really like old retro shit chava drinks like you just have like 20 you'd have like the breezes like with a straw in the top and stuff i just think you'd have a absolutely smashing time in paddles like old school like it, like it's 2003 and <laughs> when he was he would do like he would do like pasta in sauce, but it'd just be straight from the jar. Yeah, I've made this. I've, yeah, he's dead proud have, of yeah. himself, and because he's dead proud of himself, everyone would be proud of him and like overscore him because they just think he's a canny lad. 
Yeah. He'd spend, yeah, he'd spend the thousand pounds on them giant, hideous courts that you see him in all the time that are like make him look like the Michelin man. And that's one of my street has one of them. He looks hilarious. So like he's been inflated. <laughs> <laughs> Just Johnny, rolling pastas. Hey, Johnny Mowbray will be good at come down with me. Uh, I I don't think he's one of life's cookers. Nah, same. He's one of I've, life's I've, chefs. I've actually many a moon ago wrote about this, so I may share it again about some of the managers and how they would do on Come Diamond. Oh, Days. you should do that. Yeah, you should definitely. Oh, I thought it about three years ago. You should update it and then share it again. Yeah, definitely. I do have Mowbray on it. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah. he literally a manager. I think Lugo Nine would try too hard. And he would put a lot of time into making like something really elaborate, like trying to make a panna cotta or trying to make a beef wellington or something. Beef it would go, go massively wrong. Everything would go wrong, and he'd uh, he'd be the type that would kick off with everyone at the end of the week when he realised he hasn't won a thousand pounds. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the, money, the money, enjoy the money, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he'd have to spend his thousand pounds on. Uh, Lessons because he's got all. What does he say? He's got all the grace of reverse and drum. Yeah, get some lessons and grace and decor. Just like what a complete <laughs> meltdown that is! Incredible. It's one of the greatest TV moments ever. That. <laughs> it's just a mess. It's in his come last as so funny. He's come. There's another woman who's on it called from really early called Valerie Singleton. Not that I'm obsessed with her or anything. Is it a celeb? Oh no, she's definitely called no, she's called Valerie. Um, you'll know her face and she looks a bit like a, a tanned dinosaur. She's about 60. <laughs> she makes some corking noises. I'm gonna I'm go gonna go and watch come down with me. Is there <laughs> any more questions? Um yeah, is Kit Kat chocolate bar or a biscuit? Oh, it depends. Well, Kit Kat chunky's a chocolate bar and a normal Kit Kat's a biscuit. Yeah, I would agree with that. Biscuit. Biscuit, hundred percent. Um, <laughs> if a Smurf chokes, what colour did they turn? It's <laughs> <laughs> from that's from Stephen Scott. It's a good question. Oh, I feel me, me brain feels itchy. <laughs> uh, can't see anything. She's called Valerie Holiday. Valerie Holiday. Oh, honestly, what? She looks like Noel Edmonds. <laughs> Someone's sick in her house. Oh, um, incredible. But then the woman who was sick, I think, is is passed away, unfortunately. Oh, oh was that that more? Ah, uh, right. Pressed, pressed and weak, apparently. Is she the one that went to bed? Yeah, she went to bed on her own night. <laughs> and the guests finished a meal. They were, like, sorting out. They were putting, like, the yeah. microwave on and stuff and helping Yeah, she died. she has died, yeah. No, no. Oh, Valerie? Not Valerie. Oh, no. Oh, right. Val- oh, no, Valerie had gone. She's still kicking about. Still waiting for her to come on over. Yeah. She's got- the ex- <laughs> She's got the exact yeah. haircut of, of Noel Edmonds. It's incre- incredible. I hear Noel Edmonds. I've got a problem with the New Deal or No Deal as well because it reduced the prize by a whopping £150,000. They've reduced the top, it by that much. The top prize is the top box is 100 grand now. Well, apparently on Tenable, the top prize is 150 grand. They can't be affording that, surely. The daytime well, TV show. We were talking about inflation and game shows and. Um, when Dale and Oil came out, I think 2007, maybe, or maybe 2000, maybe been earlier than that. Maybe been earlier than that. That was, know. that was like, 
the quarter of a million there would be worth like about four hundred and eighty thousand pounds now, and they've just completely just like reduced it by essentially four hundred grand the price. Also, as well on re- on kind of a reflection across the pond, happy happy Thanksgiving also to uh, oh, yeah. to uh, our friends across Lindon, our cowboys Lindon and cowgirls. Yeah, hope that your, your shit mix of sweet potato and marshmallows went down like a turkey. But I think that the one <laughs> in America, the one where they don't have contestants, they have women opening the boxes, like really glamorous looking women. And the prize money's a million dollars for comparison. Well, who wants to be a millionaire still flying the flag, I guess. Um, but Ollie Merz was on it before he got famous. It's just like proper anyone who got famous and is a complete nerd, you look back and they've all been on Deal or No Deal. So. Well, I was watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire last night and Mark Labette from The Chase was on there. Was he? Was he a guest? I, I mean, a, a, yeah, it was not, before it wasn't a presenter. It was before he was like famous. I guess. Yeah. He won £32,000. It wasn't that good, actually, to be honest. He used the lifeline to get to a grand. Do you know that? That he's not called the Beast because he's a big guy. It's Fr- it's Lebet's French. Yeah, for- Lebet's French. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it's- no idea. I thought it was just a really cruel name. It's pure mind blowing. Hmm. The doctors, oh yeah, I wouldn't itself. be very happy with. So like, oh. I think some are quite actually really rude. But yeah. I just deal with it. Yeah, I sort of often thought that. Has anyone mentioned that, or is it just sort of? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Imposed racism. Yeah. Anything else to add before we leave? I've got nothing. I've got nothing. something slight just because of the... I was talking to you this, um, last week, Matty, about something I wanted to introduce to the pod. Is a very, oh, yes, you were. Yes, yeah, sorry, I've forgotten about that. I haven't done <laughs> any sort of quiz element to it, but it could potentially be a thing. But one of my favourite pastimes is reading, like, you know, when, like, no offence. <laughs> I know I've got a journalism background as well. But, you know, when, like, local papers do, this person supports this team. And it's like, yes. we've been told that, like, Patrick Stewart and Mark Webber support oh. them. And, like, it's like Fat Man Scoop supports Leighton Noreen because he went on Soccer AM, like, 20 years ago and picked it out. <laughs> <by hand. laughs> so I was reading and came up about who supports Plymouth um, in Birmingham. But Birmingham literally had no one. The most famous was Jasper Carrot, right. who is my favourite. Golden person. ball, bring golden balls back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's probably the best person I know named after a vegetable. Um, yeah. but, but Plymouth have got quite uh, a myriad, um, some really boring ones. So Jeff Brazier's a Plymouth fan. Right. Josh Williams a Plymouth fan. But they have got a very... Very intense claim that Jason Derulo is also a Plymouth fan. <laughs> and to quote the Plymouth Argyle Twitter um, and, and Plymouth Live, the riding solo star, riding with no G, because it's it's cool, um, is believed to have followed the Plymouth Argyle Twitter in 2014, potentially by accident, potentially not. So they said it's not known if the star intentionally meant to follow the club, the Plymouth Argyle Twitter account tweeted him asking his thoughts on the upcoming game. They had no response. Plymouth do not follow him back for that reason. Well, I think 
it sounds like he probably is a Plymouth fan based on it. Just doesn't want people to know it. He wants it on the down low. He likes to keep yeah. it to himself. It's his own guilty pleasure. Um, for in the same way that I well follow the Las Vegas Golden Knights and they went on to be the most the best ice hockey team going. But that wasn't a mistake. A hundred percent was that a mistake? It wasn't a slip. Of, it wasn't a slip of the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you know any other famous Plymouth Argyle fan, or if you are a famous Plymouth Argyle fan, then do tweet uh, specifically Melissa. Are uh, you more famous than Jason Derulo? And do you, you, I think and most people like listening to this are. I like them on purpose, not by accident. So, so more on uh, um, famous fans as we traverse. Yeah, uh, this will be a regular feature now. I quite like it. It's good. Um that was a nice way to end on Jason Derulo. We'll have Jason, some Jason Derulo to play us out. And uh, <laughs> all it's nice to say is uh, enjoy your uh, really, really quite long journey down to Plymouth. Um, the big one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>